Different Times Again corner. No, Different Times Podcast is what we are. I'm the host, Paul Anthony Waller. That's my middle name. Don't think I've ever revealed that before. And next to me is Daniel Lewis Sargent. You got it right. But it's spelled L-E-W-I-S, not L-O-U-I-S. Oh, thank God. Right. No, thank God. Yeah, thanks, God. Right, okay. So, um, welcome back to the podcast. We are a music podcast, and each month we like to give each other one album that neither would have heard before and see if we like it, hence different times. And then we also like to talk about four or five other new releases Professional stuff over. Daniel, I instantly said, I'm going to give you... The very first thing I said to you, I'm going to give you this thing by Mort Garson called Plantasia from 1976. Uh, It fits into Synthwave Corner, so that's good enough for me. 260,000 listens per week. I'm sorry I did this to you, or am I? (laughs) It's a very, very interesting work of art. It puts the synthesize in photosynthesize. <laughs> Did you know? Well, you tell the people what it is, because right. I sure as fuck don't know. Right, okay. So this album had a very limited distribution upon release. Now, I can't even believe this, but it, it's what the legend is. So it was only available to people that either bought the house plant from this shop, or and this shop was called Mother Earth. Uh, it was on Mil- Melrose Avenue in Los Angeles. Or if you bought a Simmons mattress, then you would get this album for free. From Sears. That's mad, right? Uh, and that sort of thing, I remember in Australia, my parents um, buying like a, a, a settee and they got tapes with it. So this sort of thing happened. Like, and this was in Australia. Like, they would give you some tapes to listen to, like as part of your purchase of this sofa. So yeah, I can completely believe it. Uh, but the best thing about this... I, another music journalist recommended that I um, listen to this. Actually, it wasn't music journalist. It was Arrow Video podcast. They were talking about some film, and then they just went into soundtracks, and they said, oh, have you heard this? And I was like, I'm fucking listening to that, and that was this. So here we go. It's meant to be that if you play this to your plants, then the plants will be a happier plant. So, grow better. Stronger. For a whole week... The plant right in front of you there, my little rubber plant, Daniel. That's what it's called, Daniel the rubber plant. That's a good name. Yeah, it's pretty solid. No change. Just no? A, a bit more dust on it. <laughs> Did you forget to water it? No, no, no. It's been watered. And every... So while I'm getting set up for work, I would have my little speaker that I bring up from upstairs. Because why not? Why not test it out? And I put it next to the plant and it was 40 to 50 minutes a day that it would have while I'm setting up ready for work. It's a long time to get ready for work. Well, I've got to log on, let everything... It's it's in a whole thing, Dan. It's a whole thing. Mm. Um, But no change to the plant. I don't know if you need to do it for more than a week, but yeah. But it didn't come with instructions, did it? It didn't, and it's fucking old. It's from 1976. So I've sent you over this Moog... Moog? Uh, I can't remember how you pronounce it. I think it's Moog. Uh, but it's this type of old synthesizer, Daniel. Moog. Did, yeah, Moog. Yeah, Moog. Moog cookbook. Moog. Did you like it though? Uh, yeah, my favourite song was called "Symphony for a Spider Plant." <laughs>
obviously a spider plant knows that it's called a spider plant, so it will respond to like creepy crawly type music, I assume. Uh, yeah, I would imagine that's the reason why. It's elevator music for plants, Paul. What the fuck are you playing at? It's weird, isn't it? Um, I would thought I would love it. Like, and the way it was recommended to me, it was like, yeah, you're going to play play it to your plants, and at the same time, as your plant being soothed, you're going to be soothed, and it's going to set you up for that day. So that's what I was, like, really into, like, have some positivity in my work day and also help my plants out. It's just a cool little kitsch bit of history, really, isn't it? Like, a silly idea from your, your grandparents. Because, actually, studies show that it, the idea of music helping plants is real, but it's uh, between 115 hertz and 250 hertz. So what, is that a volume or is that, a, I don't it's a know. It's frequency, isn't it's it? It's a frequency, okay. And that is because it mimics, so when a plant's in the jungle, it's going to be hearing noises around it. Yeah. So its closest noises are in that spectrum, so like the sound of a wombat running through the brush. Right. Or water Got dripping it. on leaves, that sort of thing. Interesting. So in so- reality, this is just, plant torture yeah i was probably playing it too loud <laughs> yeah because it was right next to it as well um, apparently sharks like heavy metal i don't believe that where have you got that fact from the internet from from a shark <laughs> tommy the shark four out of ten i gave this one daniel yeah. i'm i was so disappointed because i i love instrumental music i love the sound of a, a morg moog moog mog Love it, and yeah, this was just too much, and it's not even that long. Um, I wouldn't recommend it to people, but it's a, as you say, what a lovely gimmick, and what a what a great way to start the podcast. Welcome, people, to different times podcast. Thanks, different times podcast. Yeah, so on to normality, Dan. Um, you sent me over the next one, and I thought, oh no, it's a bit rushed. He hasn't got a lot of time left. What's he going to send me? Um. <laughs> And you sent me something that has shaken me to my very core. Oh, good. It is a band that have been going for 32 years. Their 16th LP from Nuclear Blast Record, Norwegian prog black metal, Masters Enslaved. Right there, you should play a track. Okay.
pronounce this flipping album for me, please? Heimdall. And it means the whitest of all the gods. So racist. Why? Is it? No. The first thing I did, right, was I went onto a website to see if these guys were racist. Um, <laughs> because... Why would they be racist? Well, because they're a fucking Norwegian metal band for a start, and I would say a quarter of them are. But look, I'm not sure. There was a lyric that they had in their first or second album, which mentioned something like the the white man will triumph, or the whites will triumph, or the white will triumph over evil, or something like that. So they they've got this weird history and. But all they could find uh, on this website was like the the guitarist knows a racist, you know, or or the the drummer knew the the guy that got arrested for for killing the the gay guy, you know. So it's all like guilt by association. So I didn't look into it anymore because I didn't want to know. I didn't want to not like this band because here's the thing: Enslaved. I'd never listened to them before. Blew me away, Dan. Actually blew me away. There is a song called Con- Congelia. Congelia. It starts off with some furious kick drum and snaring. So, and it doesn't let up. And it really, really turned me on to a metal band like I haven't been turned on for maybe a decade. I was so impressed. Thank you so much for recommending me this. Uh, I absolutely fucking loved it. Yeah, I was exactly the same. I saw it come out. I was like, oh, I've got to talk about something. And I'd like a bit of black metal, so we'll talk that. But this is so much more than I was expecting. And it sounds like a band. Obviously, you know, they've been going a long time. And they know exactly what their crowd wants. But they're very clever about the way they give it to them. Um, not just we say about the dugga dugga. That's what people want. Yeah. But there's so much more to it. That it's so big, and it sticks its head and shoulders above the genre, like you said with pigs last week. Sorry to rip you off there. Yeah. But it does. Like in music like this, it's very hard to be different. I think the last time something from this sort of genre really made me sit up and go, "Wow!" It was the Satanist by Behemoth. Bloody hell, that's a good shout. Yeah, it made this made me feel the same way. But this is more. Well, the thing is, right? They, from the off, they wanted to distance themselves from the whole satanic black metal thing. Even though you listen to those early things, and it sounds to me just like this is black metal. And even those, the vocals on this album, when they go blackened, uh, it sounds like you know mayhem from nineteen nineties. Eight or whatever it is, like it sounds so black metal. It sounds so first wave black metal or second wave black metal, should I say? Um, that I, I was like, oh, am I gonna like this? And then I was like, do you know what? This the vocals here sound fucking horrible, but brilliant with it. I can understand what they're saying as well. I was like, wow. Yeah. I, I, ev- everything made me go wow. And the clean vocals are really good as well. Like, a lot of times, you know, a band like this starts doing clean vocals and it's so-so, they haven't really got the voice to sing clean, but this is amazing. It's like a really lovely, good, strong, clean voice with loads of melody. And I really love the way they go from their light parts into the dark parts and change the atmosphere without skipping a beat. And But it works, like, a lot of bands will just go, here's the quiet part, 
let's go fast again. Here's the quiet part. Let's go fast again. But yeah. this really moves like a story, like a journey. It properly all flows together really well. I, I totally agree. We're going to talk about a band in a, a few minutes, which I don't think have managed that so far. Whereas Enslaved just like mix everything together so well. In fact, there's a song called Forest Dweller, which has got this insane like 70s, maybe Hammond, I don't know, a keyboard solo in the middle of it. There's just absolutely just maybe beam with uh, like... Uh, I didn't laugh out loud, but you know when you're just so happy, you're just smiling and just like, wow, that is so good. Like, honestly, I'm so chuffed that you gave this to me. I'm so excited to be doing a podcast so I can discover this sort of thing again. Because normally when you recommend me metal, I'm like, roll my eyes a bit and like, oh, <laughs> what have we got this time? But no, enslaved, Heimdall, as long as you're not racist nobbins, I'm banging, I want your merch i want to go to your back catalogue i want to explore this band i just fucking loved it yeah i'm in the same boat as you dude and did you know this got to number 30 in the uk album charts actual album charts downloads and wow 10 in the uk indie albums that's amazing i yeah. had no idea someone wow. that i would just like obviously i say you knew that they existed but you'd never paid any attention i might have put on a black metal track list at some point, and it had yeah. gone past my ears. But yeah, this is superb. Probably album of the year so far. Maybe for me. I've given it an 8 out of 10 because I feel like I haven't even uh, dug into it enough to, to know whether it's worth those extra things um, like to be like a, an all-time great. But I'm, I'm really excited. You know, like I mentioned last week with Paramore and how like I did not expect to get that great stuff, but there was still some dodgy shit on the album that I wasn't keen on. This one just doesn't seem to have the dodgy shit, but I don't want to give it that, like, oh my God, this is amazing yet. But I'm close. I'm really close, Dan. Text me when you're there. <laughs> right, I will. I will. So, yeah, Enslaved. Um, bloody hell. How are we going to beat that? Uh, next up is another one uh, that is in the metal sphere, but this one I recommended to Daniel... I didn't um, need it recommended, mate. I'm already well into this. So, space. yeah, you said you'd already heard of them. Uh, we're talking about Zulu, and it's the album A New Tomorrow. Yeah, I had the EP, My People Hold On, because a man that we're friends with recommended it, and his name escapes me, Yusuf Tari oh, from right, Yusuf. Slab Dragger. And I know he's a big fan as well, because he said, oh, thanks for the props on something else. Basically, any time that dude recommends something, I know I'm going to like it. Right, okay, cool. He's like my Excellent. my, uh, my go-to. He got me into Puppy. Good band, Puppy. With the song Enslaved. <sighs> Hello. Mm. Enslaved. It's the name of the song. All right, okay. Anyway, enough about <laughs> him. Yeah, I love the EP, My People Hold On. And this is equally good although in a different way. So the EP blends it together perfectly with like the samples and the bits in between songs and the different little bits that they do. But on this, all the samples seemed a bit shoved in, although the actual songs themselves were super strong, like maybe stronger than the songs on the EP. So they balance out in terms of they're both a 9 out of 10. Got it. Oh, bloody, bloody, bloody hell. Okay, yeah, I absolutely love it. Any wow. criticism is like a minor fault that gets bowled over and it doesn't matter and I'm just being nitpicky. 
Okay, that, that's interesting. Like the general consensus that's come uh, along since this came out on March the third is that this is a potential all-time classic. This band's going to break through. Like they're doing something really new and fresh. But the thing that interested me from the off was that they're called Power Violence and they call themselves Power Violence. I don't see it. Like I know Power Violence. I know Fuck on the Beach. I know that sort of. Well, slap a hammy power violence, isn't it? But is that not what power violence is then? Yeah, but then you go across to stuff like nails as well. But yeah, I don't see nails as power violence. So it's it's strange. Like I remember when emo became like uh, my my chemical romance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that what's going on here? Like, have I just missed when it went over? Like, I'm, I'm cool with it. Like, you can call emo what you fucking like, and call power violence what you like, but. When I, when they described themselves as power violence, I expected power violence, not metal. You expected crusty power violence, to I guess. Be, yeah, I guess. Well, fair enough. And I think a lot of that crusty power violence sounds crusty like that is because it was recorded fucking years ago on a fucking cassette. Because no one in a shit band like that would have any money to go to a studio. They spend it all on weed. Yeah, I guess spaz like sweating to the oldies. Like when I listen to that, that's instantly, oh, that's power violence. That's yeah. what it is. How do you remember 87 songs? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's that? the length of the songs as well. They are pretty quick, but they're not like fucking anal cunt where they're like 30 seconds long, are they? Yeah, well, they, these have got um, like some pretty heavy breakdowns as well going on, but I'm a bit like you. So the, the issue I've got, and also when I listen to That's Not Metal... Perrin had the same thing. So I mentioned Perrin last week and he also said this. And I was trying to um and ah what it was that I didn't like about this album. Because when I first listened to it, I was just like, fucking hell, this is great. But over the the couple of weeks I was listening to it, I started to like it a bit less. And I think it was because it is so disjointed. Like in And this is the issue that Perrin had, and maybe it is my issue, I'm not sure, uh, is that... It does seem like those soul bits and the sample bits, they're tagged on to the end or to the beginning. They're not integrated. Exactly right. That's what I, the point I was trying to yeah. make, where the EP, My People Hold On, does that better. Right. It's okay. a bit more cohesive. Uh, and the other thing, like all the soul bits, like I was, when I first heard it, I thought, oh, cool, because they're known to be really good musicians. Like he's said on live things that, all the other members of the band are like experts at their instruments. They're right. not just like heavy metal kids. They know soul and they can do it. Sure. And I thought, oh, cool. So they've written these soul lovely bits in the middle. Yeah. But it's not. It's some old stuff from the ne- past. Nina Simone was one, uh, the young, gifted and black thing. That yeah. was Nina Simone. Um, but yeah, I mean, I again, with this one, I'm not sure. I gave this six out of ten, not the nine. <laughs> 69, dude. Anyway, do you remember last week I said I've got an interesting factoid? Oh, come on. Do you know that you've seen the singer of this band live and where you saw him? No, not at all. His name is Ania. Ania Oh, no. Was it Heavy Fest? No. Oh, okay. Who are you thinking? There was this band that we saw, two black kids... That came on on the stage, really. The bots. The bots. Yes, okay. but it wasn't Heavy Fest, was it? That was Sonosphere. No, First it, band we saw. It was Heavy Fest. Are you sure? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I am actually. It was Heavy Fest. Is it the bots? Yeah. Unbelievable. 
unbelievable. He's the drummer in the bots. Did you know the bots had an album out last year? I can't remember what it was called now. Uh, anyway, yeah, they have a new drummer, so he's not on the new album apparently. But you are they're still going on fire with the factoids. I'm really impressed. I was going to say today, but that would have given our secret doing two episodes in one thing away. So I didn't want to say that. How did you get that? Fucking hell, this record. Um, March the 10th, this came out as well. It's called Remember, You Must Die. It's out on Century Media. And I saw this come out and I was like, oh, I hope Daniel doesn't recommend this one to me. And Daniel recommended that we listen to this one. 796,000 plays a month on Spotify. Daniel, why? I had to come up with something quick. I'm sorry. But then the other one you came up with quick was Enslaved. Yeah, it was on the same list of stuff that's come out this week. Okay. Anyway, this is actually more interesting than you think because... It is. (laughs) (laughs) It's obviously Deathcore from California. But over the years, they'd gone softer and softer and softer. And this is supposedly a return to their roots. Right, okay. Because um, they basically started the genre, all the stuff like Job for a Cowboy, They Are Is Murder and Whitechapel. Suicide Silence were like... Oh, yeah, yeah. so th- this is Deathcore then. I'm yeah. really sorry about my ignorance with this band. I know pretty much nothing about them. Sorry, Dan. That's right. You don't need to know because I've got the facts. Okay, okay. I didn't like it a lot right. to start with, but it was not necessarily the songs, but I just couldn't hear the guitars. They were so locked away in the mix. As soon as the vocalist started singing, you just couldn't hear anything other than, yeah, there's some white noise there, which is probably the guitars, and then you've got the odd squeal, the odd little riff that you can pick out, and it just ruined it for me. Drums way too loud. Uh, it is processed uh, with, oh, within an inch ultra. of its life. Like the, the, I can't imagine being in a studio and having... Uh, like the life sucked out of your music in in this way, and I know that there must be a scene about uh, for suicide silence because they're fucking massive. Whenever you go to like a, a, a metal festival or something, tons of t-shirts. And I went to Tech Fest a couple of years ago, and Suicide Silence was such a huge t-shirt band for that festival. So that that. I was really sort of happy that you gave it to me, but I know that I've heard them before and I didn't like it, so I I never went on. But to have to listen to this twice, I played it twice all the way through, front to end, was painful because it's so polished. And, yeah, like you say, even though it is 
quantized and sorted out to within an inch of its life, the mixing of it is bizarre. Like you say, like you can't hear certain things. Some things are way too loud. It's not an enjoyable experience. No, it's not pleasant on the ear, even if you don't like this genre of music. It just doesn't sound nice at its core. If you like a beatdown, though, I mean, they're good at beatdowns. I do like this kind of music, and I did really appreciate the, the vocals, the skill to do those vocals is awesome. But Bored of it, Dan. Bored of this sort of vocal. I'm bored of the whole deathcore sort of thing. It's just like the stage on from the music that we loved, like Converge and Heavy, Cave-In and Botch and all that. And it's, like I say, it's got so synthesised and polished and clean. And even though the dudes are covered in tattoos and, you know, piercings, they're still all style, you know. I'm not going to say no substance, but it's all about the look. It's all about being the T-shirt band, isn't it? It feels a bit like heavy metal chav. Yeah. I'm not I'm not into it. I get that totally. But I, I guess if I was 20 years younger, like this might well have been my bag. Maybe it is when you what age you are when like whatever was popular and job for a cowboy and whatever were coming through and you'd be like fucking hell man this suicide science cuz yeah i mean like you like you say that there was a period as far as I'm, I'm aware, that they were like the potential big band that's going to break through and then they fucked it up somewhere. But I don't know, man. I'm, I'm glad I've heard them. I never want to hear them again. <laughs> okay, deal. Final one, though, is another one that you sent me. And this was a single. And it was the Beastie Boys. No, it was Joe Valance and Bray. Joey Valance and Bray. Joe Valance. Joey Valance. God, he looked at me then, people. I just wanted you to know that he looked at me, and I've seen that look before, and it's well, he's about to punch my face. You can see that look live on a video of Ohm's <laughs> at Arctagent Festival where Chaney <laughs> runs around me and wraps him up. And I lift my fist up to belt him one. And I realised there's thousands of people looking at me, so I better not assault him on stage. That was very wise, but a good clip to watch every now and again. Dan, why would you recommend this to me? And Beastie Boys, right? I got into it because they got announced for Download Festival, and I, when a new announcement comes out, I go through and go, oh, listen to that, listen to that. Mostly I don't like it. And then this came on and blew me away. I absolutely fucking love it. very influenced by the Beastie Boys. It's like Greta Van Fleet to Led Zeppelin. Oh, what a great little Beastie take. Boys to Joey Valance and Bray. Yeah. And they happily acknowledge it. They are just two dudes having the fucking time of their life. They got famous uh, on TikTok. 
Really? Yeah, okay. and they're not ashamed of it. They fucking went and did a, Ellen and Ellen DeGeneres, her show, and did it live because their mum recommended them to her. Right. And all just two dudes totally left college and they said to their mum, oh, can we have six months before we, you know, try and get a real job? We just want to have one little go at being a band because they met at college. Right. Uh, and they were like, yeah, do whatever, live with us until you're ready. And then they've just suddenly off this TikTok video had gone through the roof. And they do sound like the Beastie Boys. They do acknowledge it. And they say, and it made me feel very fucking old, when we were growing up, it's what our parents were listening to. Oh, God. (laughs) 1.2 million listens per month on Spotify. So, like, this band is the equivalent of Paramore on our last episode. So they're definitely the biggest band currently that we're talking about today. So this new single is called Drop. I'm going to do a test. I'm going to play it to Claire. And um, I wonder what she'll think, because she's the biggest Beastie Boy fan. I Tell know. her it's a new Beastie Boy song that's just Unreleased, unreleased. See what she thinks. Oh, man, I watched the fucking Beastie Boys documentary at work where it's just Ad-Rock and... Um, not MCA, because he's dead. Ad-Rock and Mike D. Mike D. He's got no stage. teeth. He's got more money than Omar Sharif. Correct. And it made me cry. Oh, mate, I'm sorry about that. It's not your fault. Um, but more, now you've got Joey Valance. And Bray. Is... Right, here's my issue. Again, with the issues. I'm. It made me miss the Beastie Boys. That That's the issue. Because I, I was all right with it. You know, I've got no problem with it. They do look like they're having ridiculously amount uh, of fun on the video that I saw. It just feels. I'm keep that in. It feels very white. It feels so. <laughs> it feels very white man rock to me, or white man rapping, should we say? I don't know. It doesn't Is it an have... issue? Is that an issue for you? No, it doesn't. When you say white man rock, you bring like kid rock into that's, my head. That's what I'm feeling. I'm oh, feeling really? it's, it's too close. To, to that sort of thing. No, I get a totally different vibe off it. And, you know, Kid Rock's all about, yo, well, I'm Kid Rock, I'm the cool guy, I've got loads of gold, I've got loads of girlfriends. Blah. And this is the opposite of that. They're just like dudes being fun, making jokes, making each other laugh. Like the Beastie Boys always mention, you know, we would rap about what was funny to us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and these guys are doing the same. And also, it's they're real. They're not like... A lot of young rap you get today, like they're sitting there in like a rented Ferrari with a an Armani, you know, suit Got on, it. and it's not theirs. You know, you know, they pretend they've rented out a fucking big Airbnb to record their video and pretend it's their crib. And so many of them get called out for it on the socials. It's just ridiculous. This isn't them. Right? No, they're not faking it. They're not holding up a big wad of money saying, "Yo, we're fly." For a white guy. Well, they're cool. We'll I hang think, out with them. All right, we'll, we'll hang out with them. Um, I'm suggesting that when the album comes out, if they do an album, because a lot of bands will not do albums now, they'll just do singles and singles, we keep an eye on it, man, and we uh, we 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 fucking review the album, because I am interested. I wonder if they can keep up that sort of... Uh, the, the sort of joy that, that comes out of this single... It annoyed me because of Beastie Boys, basically. I It made me miss them. Made me miss Beastie Boys. I miss them every day, Paul. Dan, 
I'm going to be asking you the final question. If we have to talk about these five bands again, which one are you going to say is the best? So we've got Joey Valance and Bray. We've got Suicide Silence. We've got, uh, the, of course, Zulu. And, of course, Enslaved. Which one is going to be your album or song of the fortnight? Definitely a toss-up between Enslaved and Zulu. I think Enslaved pips it by a little bit, just because I think it's got more staying power. And it's just a bit more intelligence is the wrong word, but a bit more majesty to it. They're a bit more mature definitely well they've got to be in their 50s at least that's it that's the thing like i am i've reached out to their pr to try and grab an interview with one of them so we'll we'll see but yeah okay um again i just want to say to you personally dan thank you for recommending that um i do have a laugh when you uh, recommend me to listen to things like suicide silence or whatever but Really, it's so rare that a band will affect me in that way. So thank you so much. My pleasure, dude. So handsome, so beautiful.